Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, July 29th. Uh, we thank you guys for tuning in with us. Um, just want to remind you guys that if you have a comment or a question, please give us a call tonight at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. Now I'm going to turn it over to Denise, and she has beauty news for us. Good evening, everyone, and once again, welcome to the show. Just very quickly, I have a couple of things for uh, tonight's beauty news. Uh, The Powder Group is offering uh, their uh, Powder Group Pro members an opportunity to get featured in On Makeup uh, Magazine. So if you are not a member of the Powder Group, you can become a member today by going to uh, thepowdergroup.com and get signed up. Uh, so that once you are a member, you will have access to this um, opportunity as well. Again, uh, the deadline is August 21st. Um, It's the deadline to submit your work for consideration for their fall 2018 issue. So you can get your your fashion editorial stories together and submit them to uh, the Powder Group. And for more information on how to submit, uh, again, you can go to thepowdergroup.com. And previously on the Beauty News Uh, We've mentioned uh, Makeup Forever in their summer beauty school, where they are extending um, this event to Wednesday, August 1st, and you can still RSVP. Um, Join them for a complimentary summer event, uh, Makeup Forever and FTK. Um, Again, they present summer beauty school on August 1st. The class is located at Makeup Forever flagship store, on 59th Street and Lexington Avenue. Um, Pros will teach you two summer beauty tutorials, one starting at 6 p.m., which is beach-proof beauty tutorial, the other at 7.30 p.m., your five-minute face tutorial. And I gave that address, but I did not mention, um, for those not familiar, that's in uh, New York. And if you're looking for a ride, 
Um, you can download a Lyft code, and they will. Um, you can get a ride on Makeup Forever. And they are offering sips and snacks at STK at 43rd and 6th Avenue. And you can receive a Makeup Forever and an ST, STK swag bag. But each member attending this event must spend a minimum of $50 on Makeup Forever products um, at this event. You must spend a minimum of $50 on products um, at this event. It's an exclusive event, and there's limited space, so you can reserve your space now and receive 20% off uh, your Makeup Forever purchase um, at the event. So for more information, you can go to Makeup Forever's uh, website um, to get that information. And that's all I have for tonight. And hopefully everyone enjoyed the, uh, <laughs> the National uh, Lipstick Day. Did everybody get a free <laughs> lipstick today? Yeah. I know I, know I, I got two. <laughs> <laughs> I got two. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. We're going <clears> to <throat> jump right into the conversation with our guest tonight. And our guest is a hairstylist and makeup artist and author, D'Angelo Thompson. Welcome to the show, D'Angelo. Thank you. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Wonderful. Very good. Very good. Good, good. Did you get let's, a free lipstick today? Let's talk beauty. No, I didn't. Yeah. I actually was just really uh, happy with a lot of the posts uh, on Instagram today. Um, saw some beautiful images. So. Mhm. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. Everybody's trying to figure out uh, when did this become a, a day or a holiday or, so, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Honey, that's going to be a day for my left foot, my, a day for, <laughs> for everything. The right. Last day, you name it. <laughs> I don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> when you know when, when a donut gets a day, you know okay. <laughs> anything can have a day. <laughs> that's true. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, D'Angelo, why don't you tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself and, and just give us a, um, an idea of how you got started in a career in beauty. Yeah. So I've been a makeup artist for close to 29 years. Um, started out around 1989, and I was going to art school, and I kind of fell into makeup just by happenstance. Um, needed to make extra money for school. And a friend suggested, um, you know, why don't you make money doing photo shoots or working at a department store? So I ended up doing both. And to be honest with you, I was a nightmare in the beginning. But <laughs> something about it, I stuck to it. And then, you know, time and learning experiences and mentors, I started to grow. And I was like, oh, my God, I found my career. You know, and at 18 and 19, it's hard to know what you want to do. But right. something was pulling me towards beauty, something, and I'm glad I listened. Right. Well, I think we were all nightmares in the beginning. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What what was your goal um, with art school? My goal when I, you know, applied to Pratt Institute in Brooklyn, my goal was to just go for fashion merchandising and fine art, which I did, and Mm -hmm. One thing I've always learned while you're in college, it is great to work in the industry or intern in the industry that you think you're, you know, that you're majoring in. And that's what I did. I immediately, I found an internship and I was just like, oh my God, I don't want to do this, you know? (laughs) And um, instead of wasting money and time, I was like, I need to find out what's my passion. So I was producing fashion shows and pretty much had my hands in everything so I could figure out what it was and beauty kept coming to the top, you know? Right. So now did you go to, well, I know you, I know you went to art school, but you're also a hairstylist. How did that all come Mm -hmm. into play? So that's interesting. Initially it was makeup artistry and I, I learned through trainings and mentors, not necessarily schools. I took classes much later, probably a decade into Mm -hmm. my career. I went to like the California Institute, Makeup Forever would have classes Mac would have classes, polishing up just on my technique and also reading. There were tons of beauty books coming up, like Kevin McClellan and Bobby Brown, you name it. So I was just digesting as much as I could. But the industry was changing. They weren't necessarily hiring just makeup artists for editorial or for um, lifestyle or commercial shoots or catalog shoots. And you had to know how to do both, you know. And I call myself a kitchen makeup artist. And what I mean by that, 
kitchen hairstyle, which is that I watch my grandmother, I watch my mother, and I watch my friends around me do their hair. So when I got in a situation okay. where they're like, uh, D'Angelo, can you uh, curl this model's hair and put this model up and do that? I was like, yeah, I knew how. And actually, I really knew how to do it. And so I'm not a trained hairstylist, so I don't, you know, do chemicals or cuts, but I am a set stylist, which means, you know, I can pretty much do any kind of curl you want, any updo you want, um, even wigs, but this, I'm self-taught. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, do you ever, do you ever feel like you were at a disadvantage with being a self-taught hairstylist? Not really, because my passion is makeup. It never was hairstyling. It's interesting. When I Mm -hmm. worked on the Wendy show from 2008 until 2010, so two and a half seasons, um, I was offered a position, and it was for hair and makeup. I said, you know, cool, I'll do it for the the trial, because we had a trial like six weeks to make sure that the network was going to pick up the show. And I had to do hair and makeup on celebrities, and any guests that came through there, and I did it, I did it well, and I felt confident. And as the first season got picked up and the second season, I kept asking the producer of the show, I was like, I really need a hairstylist because we would have some time for or 12 guests, you know? I was like, there's no way I can do hair and makeup on all these people. So, and one thing I do right. respect is the artistry of hairstyling, meaning that people who can really cut and color and weave and do extensions and everything. So I knew where my skill set was strong and also knew where my skill set was weak. And he would not hire her hairstylist. So I, honey, let me tell you, I pulled out every trick I knew and it, it you know, <laughs> garnered me an Emmy. It garnered me a daytime Emmy. So I'm thankful oh, for that. Nice. Yes. nice. Nice. I mean, you know, that just goes to show, you know, self-taught, you were you were like asking for help, you know, with when it comes to hair, asking for them to hire somebody. They didn't. You did your best. You did your all, and look look what you got. Yeah, and what's interesting, you I remember know? one singer came in, and her hairstylist, meaning someone who's trained went to school, left her extensions. So he ran into my room. He's like, "Do you have extra hair?" I was like, "For who?" He's like, "The singer." I was like, I'm sorry. I mean, wouldn't you have to match her hair and do all these things and make sure it's, you know, on point? He's like, I'm panicked. He's like, we have to get hair for her. Now, this is 7 a.m. in the morning in New York City. You know, there's no <laughs> stores open. There's nothing open. But thankfully, Ricky's was the only store that would open up around 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. So we had an mm-hmm. intern go over to Ricky's, and I said, okay, buy this color hair, buy these type of clip-ins, get an assortment, and you need to get this done in 20 minutes. So the intern was there, got the product, came you know, back to the, to the room, and we, we hooked her up. I don't know how we did it, <laughs> but I thought to myself, you know, God is definitely challenging me, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm rising up to the challenge. So somewhere in my gut as a creative and as an artist, I've learned that you have to be ready for any ball that's thrown at you. And I'm sure you know this as an artist yourself. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. Now, do you find yourself doing hair now? You know, I mean, I know that was the Wendy show back, you know, it ended in, you stopped in 2010, but um, mm-hmm. are you still doing hair on different projects? For union projects, no, because as you know, for union, you right. have to choose one or the other hair and makeup. So I'm, I make up purely for union projects. But for mm-hmm. commercials and also for um, some fashion shoots, I still do both hair and makeup. But I'm trying gotcha. to slowly pull back on doing both and just doing makeup for projects that I choose to work on. Now, speaking of that, trying to pull back, is it a big issue for you? Because I know sometimes, you know, um, when they want to hire someone and they, they really need a hair person and a makeup person, but they only want to hire one person, mm-hmm. does that affect you in any way as far as, you know, what rate you're able to charge and what you're able to get for jobs? Mm. Interesting. 
years ago, a dear friend of mine, she's a stylist in New York City. We were working on a commercial together. It was probably a three- or four-day commercial. And one of the producers mistakenly sent us the line sheet, which is the budget sheet, the line sheet. Mm-hmm. We saw everyone's rates, meaning that I saw my rate plus what a hairstylist would have made if they were on that set. And mind you, I was doing both. The, the stylist saw her rate and what her assistants would have been making. We had grossly um, under budget. We grossly misquoted. <laughs> we could have gotten so mm-hmm. much more money. And what I learned about that situation is that when I get a call now for HMU, when they really need a hair person, I'll go, okay. I go for the higher rate. I'll say, I need this per day. And with that rate, I will hire a strong hair assistant. So there'll be more in hair. Like I'll get them started, but I'll let them finish it. So you can, you can work it out. You can work it out. Just you have to command more from the budget, you know. Makes sense. Makes a whole lot of sense. Um, Because I know years ago when I would be on commercials and they would just ask just for a makeup, most of the time they would ask for a makeup person only. Mm -hmm. But then when you get there, they're asking you to do, you know, light hair styling. You know, Mm -hmm. and thankfully I've had that kind of stuff packed in my kit, but I would just hate it. Like, I'm not a hairstylist, you know, and I'm like, and I don't want to be, you know what I mean? And then exactly, it would just exactly. be painful for me just to get through it, but it would be really simple stuff, but <laughs> but still, <laughs> it was just something that yeah, I never, I never really liked. And it's disrespectful never liked to, doing, you know, I think, to our both. craft. I think it's disrespectful to our craft to... Absolutely. They, they have the money. Trust me, it's always allocated. I produce movies. I produce projects as well. I know what kind of money is allocated for vanities. And sometimes you have to push back and you know, no, you need to hire a hair person. And you'd be amazed how quickly they find the money. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They find the money. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So you've been doing this for 29 years. Yes. Yes. What what's different? Because you know, I mean, I even said myself, I, we've been doing this for about twenty years, and wow, I've said that you know, I always say to people, you know, when I first started, there weren't a lot of makeup artists, um, mm-hmm. and you know, people didn't necessarily talk about being a makeup artist, and I, that's mm-hmm. not to say that there weren't a lot of people who wanted to be makeup artists, but. What are some of the things that you notice that are that's different now? Why? And I guess I know everybody says social media, you know. And even when we started, the internet really wasn't a major, you know, influence in any way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, but I what, think what are some of the things, things that you've noticed? Uh, some of the mm-hmm. things I've noticed. I can think of three things. Um, one is the sense of entitlement. People think right out of school they should hop on a TV set or they should hop on a major mm-hmm. fashion shoot when they don't understand uh-huh, yeah. that you need to learn the ropes. And I'm not saying that to be arrogant. I'm saying that because right. I purposely look for some of the top students at makeup schools. I'll actually go to the schools, talk to the classes, and then I look at people within the class. I go, okay, that person, if they approach me, I will say yes for them to assist me. But sometimes when they come and say they expect after working with you two or three times that they should be doing the next project solo, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, no, dear, you need to learn not only – you may be a fantastic makeup artist, but you have to learn set etiquette. You have to learn terminology. Right. You have to learn what, what it means to be punctual on set and a lot. I think entitlement would be the first thing. And the second thing would be um, – Back then, like I knew artists like Byron Barnes, um, Alfred Fournay, and I can just name a list of them. Um, they didn't brag about it. They were about the work. You know what I mean? It was just about the right. work. And they, and they were always busy, and some of them still are always busy. Um, I think what has changed is social media and the braggadocious nature of it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we have to do it to let people know that we're out there. Um, right. That's right. But a lot of times, a lot of people don't have the credentials. And But they're amazing makeup artists on themselves. But if you put five women in front of them with different complexions, different hair textures, they will not know what to do. 
Absolutely. Oh, they're absolutely right. I totally I totally agree. And just like you said, I mean, you know, we have to do it just to let people know that we're out there. You know, I yes. think, you know, when I first started, it was a big thing to flip the pages of a magazine and look for the name of the artist. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yes. you know what I mean? That was just something that was so, you know, it was just fun to do and, and just to watch or or if you're watching a movie or TV show and, and look for the names in the credits. And then sometimes you yes. go out and do some type of research on that person and just, you know, see their work. And But now it's almost like sometimes people, and I'm not trying to offend anyone, but sometimes I feel like sometimes people stalk you. Um, do. And it's all because they want to... <laughs> <laughs> they want to get in your ear and say, hey, you know, because like you said, it's just this instant type of thing that they, they just want to be on, like, right away. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And yeah. for a lot of us, it took years of research and studying and, um, you know, watching other artists and seeing other artists work in magazines or, you know, in ads and different things. And it was it was the fun part, I think. Of being a makeup artist, you know, but now it's social media just makes things really, really weird now. (laughs) And they do stalk you. I call it poaching. I call it poaching because Mm -hmm. I remember one time I was on a MTV job and it was a big commercial for either the VMAs or the Movie Awards. And Mm -hmm. months prior to that, I had a young woman called and they needed someone right away. I said, you know what? She would be great. This is a simple job. You should hire her. You know, I, I've seen her work and the producer did. So later, months later, I'm on the job and I noticed this girl was lurking around the set. And then one of the junior producers walks her over and goes, oh, D'Angelo, um, you know so-and-so and so-and-so. She's a makeup artist. And I'm looking at her like, sweetheart, why are you on a, on a live set, you know, on my set? You know, and saying that right. you know me, which you don't, she didn't know me. And wow. she's been using my name within that circle and that world. And I thought, wow. And what I realized is that things I was posting on social media, just to kind of keep a, I call it like a continuity in the sense of like your resume. Right. People literally sit home and poach, meaning that they see what clients you're working on. They see if they can pull a name from that. And then they go after them. And it, and some people have the audacity to use your name and say, oh, I know Angela. I know Janice. I know. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So I'm very <clears throat> careful. I post a lot, but I'm very careful how I post and what I post mm-hmm. and who I choose to tag. Mm-hmm. You know? Gotcha. So, um, yeah, you got to be conscious of that. So let me, let me ask you this, because I, I definitely have an issue with this. Do you have an issue with how – people approach you, whether it's in person, via email, over the phone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think people <laughs> have lost, um, I'm old school, you know, I'm 47, so, and I'm originally from the South, via Chicago, via New York, but I'm a Southern boy at heart. So there's very mm-hmm. um, formalities that I think people don't mm-hmm. follow, uh, like an intro, like someone will literally hit you up on your cell phone, and I'm using the word hit you up for a reason, because Right. They talk to you like they're your best friend. Hey, yeah. do you have any work this week? Uh, let me know. I'm like, okay, who is this, number one? Right. He's like, how right. about, hello, my name is whatever. Right. I got your name from blah, blah, blah. I'm interested right. in working with you. Do you, have, you know what I'm saying? It's The formality mm-hmm. definitely has, um, not only in makeup artistry, but in many businesses. I, I deal with a lot of different types of companies and I can tell you a lot of formality is not there anymore. This is this is the one that gets me. The people who they'll hit you up on uh Instagram in your in your direct message and mm-hmm. you have to accept the message or not. And yes. so when you if you accept it and you read it and it's like, you know, I'm so and so and you know, if I'm available if you need somebody to work with you on your show and it's like you didn't even have the decency to follow me. Right. And send me a direct exactly. message. Exactly. You know what I mean? You're still exactly. not following me, but yet you have to, you're sending me a direct message that I have to decide if I'm going to accept it or not just to see it. Mm. Like, yes. 
that that to me that's just so rude. Just so rude. Yeah. So what I do now is just build a really good network of strong, established artists, like some of the people you met on the project we worked on. Um, we all know each other because we've worked with each other and we pass work amongst each other, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if we allow someone who's less seasoned into the fold, which we do, it's, it's so they understand that, okay, you're going to work with this person because he or she can teach you how mm-hmm. to move forward with grace and how to move forward not only with your talent, but to build a career and not a flash in the mm-hmm. pan, you know? So right. I, I keep a really broad but tight network in L.A., in right. New York, Atlanta, all over. Nice. nice. All right, so we'll be right back. Right? Yeah, absolutely. We'll be right back right after this. Okay. Beauty Talk Radio, hosted by your favorite twin celebrity makeup artist, Denise and Denise Tunnell, is celebrating 10 years, and we simply want to say thank you to all of our guests, our sponsors, and supporters who have taken the journey with us. Because of your support, we've been able to bring you conversations, beauty and skincare tips from the industry's finest, and so many more. Sam Fine, Australian makeup artist Ray Morris, James Vincent, V. Neal, Nigeria's own Lola Maja, Kevin James Bennett, Rocky Cosetti, Marietta Carter Narcisse, Tim Bucharin, Mickey Taylor, formerly of Essence Magazine, AJ Crimson, Michael Develis, Suzanne Patterson, Larry. Beauty Talk Radio, hosted by your favorite twin celebrity makeup artist, Denise and Denise Tunnell, is celebrating 10 years, and we simply want to say thank you to all of our guests, our sponsors, and supporters who have taken the journey with us. Because of your support, we've been able to bring you conversations, beauty and skincare tips from the industry's finest, and so many more. Sam Fine, Australian makeup artist, Ray Morris. James Vincent, V. Neal, Nigeria's own Lola Maja, Kevin James Bennett, Rocky Cosetti, Marietta Carter Narcisse, Tim Bucharin, Mickey Taylor, formerly of Essence Magazine, A.J. Crimson, Michael Develis, Suzanne Patterson, Larry Sims, Denisa Myricks, Melissa Street, Michael Key of Makeup Artist Magazine, Camille Friend Rochard, Naja Riquette, Bernadette Thompson, and so many more. We're celebrating 10 years, and we're so excited about what's to come for Beauty Talk Radio. Millions listen live and via iTunes downloads from around the world. So we have to say thank you to our listeners in the U.S., of course, the U.K., Australia, Ghana, Russia, South Africa, Uganda. Brazil, South Korea, Ireland, Canada, Sweden, the Bahamas, and so many other parts of the world. Are you following us on social media? We're on Instagram at beauty underscore talk underscore media. We're also on Twitter at beauty underscore talk. And we can't forget about Facebook, beauty talk online. We're celebrating 10 years. We're excited about where we're going, and we know you are too. All right, glad we made it through that. All the audio wants to play twice tonight. <laughs> That's great, though. Um, I definitely will follow you guys. Thank you for that. Beauty. Oh, focus. thank you. Um, so you've you've worked commercials, you've worked film and television. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything in your career that you want to do? You're an author, and we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But is there anything in your career that you haven't done that you desire to do that you can share? Yeah, I would say that I definitely, I think one reason I moved to L.A., and but definitely I'm bi-coastal, but I'm here in L.A., is to do more films and to do more films that, what's the word I'm looking for, um, that have some, that says something has meaning, deeper meaning. So I'm actually looking at scripts, scripts more closely now. I'm not just saying, oh, that's a movie. I, it's a movie. I want the job. It's actually like, okay, what is this movie about? What is the message? So I'm looking for stronger indie projects, stronger shorts, mm-hmm. and features. So I'm being a lot more selective with just saying, if I'm going to be the head makeup artist or the key makeup artist, it's something that I really believe in. So that's what I'm really focused on right now. 
Nice. That's a, I think that's a good way to be um, so that you don't – because, you know, the thing is, is that when you're on these, uh, like, feature film and television projects, you spend a lot of time, you know, months at a time. And especially yes. if you're one of those who, who work, you just go from show to show to show to show, that's your life, you know. And so if you're going to spend a lot of time on a project, it needs to be something that is worthy of your time. So yes. I, I, yes. I totally, I totally get that. Totally wow. get that. Who are some of the, the makeup artists out there that you, you are really, you know, inspired by and you really love their work? I was, I was, there's so many and honestly it sounds corny, but I think every makeup mm-hmm. artist I need <laughs> and every, you can learn something from them. So mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely, I, I know Sam Fine. We've known each other since we were kids, actually, like 16, 17. Oh, wow. So I would say Sam Fine. I would say um, when Kevin Aquan was alive, he as well. He really touched me on a deep level, on a, on a soul level, because when his first book came out, I was living in San Francisco, and a friend had purchased the book for me. She's like, you have to meet this artist. I kind of knew who he was, but I didn't. And we walked over to Rizzoli, and he said, like, hey, what's your name? I'm like, D'Angelo. He was very sweet and he signed my book and, you know, and we took a photo. It was a very touching moment. But the more I followed him, it's one thing he said, and this really sunk into my DNA. He said, you can find beauty in every single person. You can pull out, you can enhance or pull out something in every single person. And it changed how I did makeup and it changed how I looked at women, you know. Um, I didn't have those same judgments that I used to have before. I heard that quote from him. And then the following year, went back to Rizzoli. He had a second book. And he said, hey, D'Angelo, how are you? I almost fell out because I was like, whoa. <laughs> I met him once. You know, we never worked together. I only met him once. And now this is the second year, second book. And we were talking like we were old friends. And that right. was another valuable lesson because now when I'm on set, I'm extremely comfortable with everyone. And everyone says to me, have you worked with that person before? I'm like, nope. We are all human. Mm-hmm. You know, I respect all artists, and I really do. You have to come at me in a really negative or nasty way for me not to engage with you. So right. many artists I love and respect. I would say Mary Schnook. She's more into skincare now, but she's an amazing uh, body painter, an amazing makeup artist for, for over a decade, two decades, actually. Uh, Laura Mercier would be one of them. Um, Pat McGrath, of course. I'm smiling as I say that, so I'm so proud of her. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's many. There's many. Nice. Nice. What about you guys? So, what, who do you? You know what? Kevin O'Quan was one for me. Um, yeah, he was such a huge influence, I think. Yeah, such a huge influence because Absolutely. I, I mean, I can remember starting my career in, um, like one of the first probably makeup books, maybe one of the first two or three makeup books I've ever purchased was one of his books. Exactly. And yes. you know, and it's like his books really taught you how to do makeup. Like you That's said, true. you know, at the beginning of the, your career, you know, it was like it was a nightmare because you weren't that good. But his mm-hmm. book taught you the basics. Yes. And it taught you how to be good as long as you kept practicing and working at it and working at it and working at it. And it's so funny because I, I look now at, you know, the trends on social media, especially on Instagram and, and just the trends all over the world and how people do makeup and how, you know, I always say it's the, you know, the paint by numbers with the contouring and the highlighting. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think back to, you know, to Kevin and how, you know, that stuff is not new, that's nothing Not new. You know, makeup artists nowadays act as if it's something that they created, but it's not. They just Not created a different way of going about it. You know, he, you know, of course, with Kevin, it was all about taking that woman in front of him, looking at her features, and deciding how he can, you know, enhance that, which is what our jobs are as a makeup artist. Exactly. But, you know, somehow exactly. that's kind of, you know, it's kind of gone left a little bit, but, but he was... For me, he was like probably one of the major influence in my career. Yes, sir. Yeah. And they have a new documentary now that's out um, about his life. 
So I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's in it's in like a lot of art theaters right now. And I think oh, on, nice. oh, okay. on, on on is it Amazon or is it on iTunes? It's on iTunes too. So yeah. It okay. Just came out with you have to Okay. Do you know the name of it? Yeah, let me actually I can look it up. I'll try to find it. It's on iTunes. Yeah, like two major films came out, indie films too. So Kevin Kwan's um movie and also there's one on Alexander McQueen as well. Um both amazing, which I haven't seen them, I've only seen clips of them, but I definitely will um check them out. Mm-hmm. And another person, I just, like I was talking, like, you know, how you would flip the magazines and things. I always loved and admired looking at um, Frank Cooper's work. Um, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not to forget him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she so was Cooper. very sweet, too. Oh, my God. She's so talented. Janet Jackson. I mean, mm-hmm. that's Fran's yep. face, you know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Kevin's so, um, you know, movie they, is called Larger Than Life, Kevin McQueen's story. Larger Than okay. Life. Larger Than Okay. I would love to see that. So, speaking of books, okay. and I know your, your book is, uh, you know, considered to be a, you know, a makeup, people call it a makeup book, but... Mm-hmm. You're focusing on beauty for teens. What what inspired yeah. you to 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 speak to teens? Um, we kind of hit on it in our previous conversation about um, the internet, social media, Instagram. So mm-hmm. I look at it three ways. When I do private clients, red carpet clients, private clients, a lot of times they have younger do- daughters, younger girls, and their daughters are watching mm-hmm. me do the makeup and they're asking me a thousand questions. And I try not, to be honest, encourage a lot of makeup wearing for them. I, I always say to them, I'm like, you know, you're beautiful. You don't need a lot of makeup. I said, just take good care of your skin. I would always say something like that. So that was one mm-hmm. thing. And then the other thing was they would start talking about all these Instagram influencers. Well, so-and-so does her makeup like this, and she wears this product, and, that, and they would start listing products. And I thought to myself, okay, how can I best send a message that these are paid influencers? They're not necessarily mm-hmm. established makeup artists. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, gifted in the technique of makeup artistry, they're, they're endorsing products. They're salespeople, you know? So when right. I sat down to write the book, I hit it from three ways. One was self-esteem, because I think first and foremost for any young woman, including my nieces, and my friend's children is that self-esteem is the most important thing. And then secondly, yeah. if you're going to talk about makeup, you must talk about nutrition. You must talk about skincare. Then we can talk about makeup. And thirdly, you talk about the influences of social media and help them understand that these are not necessarily people that you want to follow every single thing they say, you know, um, they're endorsing products most times that they're paid to endorse. So you have to be careful and have a more discerning um, eye when or ear when you're listening to them. So that's that's the mm-hmm. reason I did it, to be honest. And and how has it been received? What what have been some of the responses? It's been very well received, actually. Um, like on Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble, and also Author House was actually the publishing company. And mm-hmm. a lot of friends are saying, thank you. They're like, thank you. I got this from my niece. I got this from my daughter. Thank you. Because sometimes when it comes from your mom <laughs> saying the same things or it's coming from your aunt saying the same things, they don't listen. But for some reason when mm-hmm. it's in a book or it comes from a magazine, they listen more. So it's been very well received, and I, you know, I push it as much as I can. And for me, if it gets in one girl's hand and it changes – her perception of how she sees herself and that you can't put yourself in one cookie cutter box or like, Oh, this is how makeup should look, you know? And it not, maybe not for you, maybe for your friend or the girl across the street, you have to identify what works for you. So that's, um, it's been very well received. Thank God, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I always think it's important that we, you know, teach young girls 
Um, and I totally agree with everything that you just said when you talked about nutrition, skin care, and then makeup. I think that's so important, and it's something that they need to learn early on versus later on. You know what I mean? Because, yes. you know, yes. once you get a lot older, you're trying to reverse things versus do it while you're young, and let's start off right so that way we're not trying to do that you know, later on. Um Exactly. And so I totally agree with, you know, with nutrition and skincare is so, so important. Both my sister and I, we both, um, that's one of the things that we push all the time is skincare. And we were, uh, we were so excited. I was, as I was telling you before the show started that we're doing season two of Step Up. And I remember on season one, you know, we have, we have a uh, pretty large cast. Um, mainly three women, then a lot of female, a lot of male and female dancers, but then also we have a lot of men in our cast. And we were just kind of talking skincare to everybody mm-hmm. and, you know, yes. teaching them about products and showing them how to care for their skin night and day and that kind of thing. And we were so happy when we just came back this season, like everyone's skin was in great condition you know, last year when they started out, it wasn't like that, you know, but everyone's skin. They listened. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, listened. They listened. We were even listening. <laughs> you know, we we even listened to one guy explain, like, what what a product was and what, you know, what it's used for, and we were just, like, small and big like, because, they're, you know, they're talking amongst themselves now about skincare. Like, you know, what do you use on your face? And then the guy is like, you know, hopefully not soap. And then, you know, they're just, they understand cleanser and, and moisturizers and exfoliants and all that kind of thing. And it, I love yes. it. Yes. And it's just, it's the simple thing, but a lot of people don't get that information. You think they do, but a lot of them don't get it at right. a very young age. So it's important that that's kind of the first tool you, or weapon you arm them with. It's like, take care of your temple, you know, take care of your body. Right. And it will take care of you as you get older, you know? So I think that's Absolutely. what you need. Absolutely. Um, what, what's your general message, though, to, to young teen girls? Basically, it gets better. So I'm sure you guys heard that before. It, it gets better. Meaning that if you have acne right now, okay. If you feel that you're fat right now, okay. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. it will get better. You know, your skin will stop breaking out. You can control your weight mm-hmm. once you figure out your hormones level off. Uh, many things can change. And where you think you are now, I know this personally. I know this through my friends' journeys in their lives that it gets better. That's my main message. And beauty is just the yeah. ice cream on top. You know what I'm saying? So the message right. under all of it, actually all of my books, on the message under all of it is that you have to see the divine in you, period, before you pound on two pounds of makeup, <laughs> you know, or a right. dress or whatever. See the divine in you first, and then all else is enhanced. That's, that's my major right. point. Absolutely. Nice. nice. Now, you also had a book, um, Enhanced Beauty, correct? Yes. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. That Tell was my first that. try. <laughs> that was my first try of, like, doing the book. And it was, I mean, it was well received. I still get royalty checks from it. And I'm just like, for me, it was like my first book. Like, I'm like, oh, I got a book out. But I would say this, mm-hmm. this one right now, Enhanced Beauty for Teens, is more polished. And then I have another one coming out in September, Enhanced Beauty Men's Grooming. There are oh, more nice. polished versions of my initial, my first premiere book. So that book in particular was for women, mostly moms, how to get in and out of the house basically in five to ten minutes doing your makeup. So I would pretty much go through a kit and go, okay, you use this, this, and this, and this, it'll give you this look. So I showed a woman who walked into the studio how she looked <laughs> and me spending, say, 10 to 20 minutes on her makeup and how different that person can look if they just know the placement and where to put the color in the product. So that's what that right. first book is about. So just enhanced beauty. So there's something about everybody. It could be your eyes. It could be your lips. It could be your skin. Enhance that first, and then all else will align. That's kind of what all my books are about. 
pretty much. Gotcha. Um, tell everybody where they can they can purchase um, Enhanced Beauty for Teens. Yes, um, both books, Enhanced Beauty and Enhanced Beauty for Teens, can be found on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and AuthorHouse.com. And they're also at some local like bookstores around the world, actually. Uh, my first book is mm-hmm. in New Zealand. It's in Australia. So it's been a it's been a blessing, and I enjoy writing too. So I'm trying to get out two a year. So that's my goal. Oh, nice. So that's your goal. Is that your goal for every year? For every year just, to just, a year. So yes. Yeah, so oh I'm, wow. So far, I'm on schedule, and actually, I've written a total of three books that have not been published yet. So. And wow. I continue, and the one that's coming up in September is about September, October is men's grooming. And then I'm actually going right. to go shoot the book about women of color. I'm going to shoot it for the whole year of 2019 in different countries that the transatlantic slaves went through to get here. So mm. that's going to take time. That's going to be for a full I year of wait. shooting. I that's know, how I think. It's powerful. Trust me. It's it's yeah. I'm getting about it. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I can't wait for that. That that's what that's one of the things that we teach um, is you mm-hmm. know makeup for women of color. I, I feel like that's that's something that will never get old. Um, no. There's so many things you can say about it. There's so many people in that category, so many skin tones, so many people from so many different backgrounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it never gets old. It's such an interesting topic to me. Um, I can't wait to see what this is going to be all about. I just, I can't wait. <laughs> and the um, themes that we we have used that are, I mean, not everyone thinks Egypt, right? Oh, yeah, and Egypt, mm-hmm. no, it goes further, 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 much further back than that when people were using liner and how they use liner and the sources of what they used to make liner. Like it just wasn't coal. You know, it, it, it was many other things. So I'm talking about when you think about products and you think about, oh, organic oil is in, in this product right now, coconut oil, well, shea butter is in this product right now. I'm taking you back to mm-hmm. the origin and why they used it in those regions. And right. the, you know the results of like oh oh it was a moisturizer but also it was a sunscreen, you know or they use it all over the body not only in their hair their skin their teeth you name it so I'm, I'm taking I'm going way back and tracing a lot of products we use today and and, mm-hmm. and also telling our history through that. Nice, I love that. I love it. Thank you. Quickly share with us. Um, a couple of your favorite male grooming tips since you mentioned male grooming. Oh, male grooming tips? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say when shaving, right? Most guys, especially mm-hmm. men of color, have issues with uh, ingrown hairs. And mm-hmm. the art of shaving taught us the best. They were like, you know, you definitely should use some kind of oil. It could be lavender oil or pure organic coconut oil. Massage it. Mm-hmm in the hair before you shave and then put on your shaving cream or whatever and shave it and wash your face and then put that same oil and condition it into your skin. And it's normally when you do those like three steps or four steps, you're most prone to not get ingrown hairs if you do it correctly. So mm-hmm. you definitely use organic yeah. oils when you're shaving along with your shaving cream. And then the other thing is exactly. men think they should wear sunscreen. Um, I think you definitely should wear SPF. Um, you know, I would say SPF 30 or higher for, for men as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I can no, do one more. No, let me ask you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, no, no. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. No, I was going to ask you because you when you were talking about shave and the shave cream, you, you know those little shave uh, sticks? Six? Shave sticks? Mm-hmm. What do you think you about the powder? That, the po- yeah, that that we powder. use on set when we're shaving people. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting, because you know I got stuck shaving everybody on the film, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I ended up shaving. He sure did. Shaving up every guy, so I was dealing with a lot of different hair textures from you know all hair textures you can ever imagine. 
so I will say this. On fair to medium coarse hair textures, it's great. If you have super, super coarse hair, it's not the best. Because it's supposed to lift mm. the hair, right? And mm-hmm. if a guy's in prone to, uh, in, prone to ingrown hairs, that may not be the best product for him. And I, and I noticed that immediately on one guy's shade. It's like, okay, I got to go to school. I got to massage oil into his face, you know, get his hairs to lift up, and then shave him. But some of the guys, I just get, use that shave stick. It's just a powder that lifts the hair. And then I could use clippers, and they were fine. So it doesn't work for mm-hmm. everybody. It doesn't work for everybody. Gotcha. Do you guys like it? Do you use it on set a lot? Um, you know, not, not really, but some of the some of the actors like it. I think they mm-hmm. think it's doing something for them. Um, are the actors yeah. African American or the white guys? Yeah, they are. And that's and the reason why I asked you about it is because there is one guy who has ingrown hairs, and when I thought about it and that shave stick, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to tell him to stop using that. And that's why, I thought, that's why I asked that you thought about it. <laughs> Please do. Tell them, um, okay, yeah. I, maybe I can, I can email you this. Basically, tell him to, if he's using razors, he should shave his hair. Mm-hmm. So if he's using razors, he should, like I was saying, massage the oil into his beard or the beard area, mm-hmm. if he, you know, just to lift it, and then put on mm-hmm. the shaving cream. But he should use multiple razors, and it sounds weird, like multiple disposable razors, meaning one razor for each side, one razor for the left side, one razor for the right side, and then one razor for the neck. So okay, they sharp. He, said, ne- he will never have a dull disposable razor. razors. Disposable razors with like a double double bladed disposable razors. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, wash rinse his face. Massage that oil back into his face again, and that's it. And it will tone down the ingrown hairs. But that, that talcum powder is not for us. It's not for him if he has coarse hair. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Now, what if there's some reason why they don't use uh, disposable razors? Um, I don't know. They'll use, the I... use the electric razor. Mm-hmm. I think should because he, it's quick I mean, and easy. I mm-hmm. think because it's quick and easy, but I think he should possibly. Not every skin type is ideal for an electrical razor. Like I can okay. use it once or twice during the month, but I can't use it every day, and I'll get ingrown hairs, and I don't get them because I figured out a formula, not how not to get them. <laughs> so right. And using disposable, but multiple razors. So let's say he uses two instead of three. Mm-hmm. You just want to make sure that the razor is super sharp so it's not okay. pushing the hair back into uh, the skin. Okay. Yeah, as, that, as we're talking, I'm thinking about what his routine is, and then I, that's why I was like, well, he uses electric razors, so I'm going to make sure that that he's okay with uh, disposable ones. Um, he probably mm-hmm. thinks it's just fast, but I think that th- these are the reasons why he's having these problems. And also, what kind of electrical razor is he using, and how often does he clean it? That's that's two questions I would ask. Oh you. gosh, we we clean those things after every use. Now, his like his uh, personal ones, you know, they may not clean those as you know after each use. But when they're on the trailers, we clean mm-hmm. those things after every use. Yeah, for his, he should clean his as often as possible too, because not only is hair getting in there, there's dead skin, there's oil in them, so he yeah. needs to. Yeah, if yeah. he can do it daily. If he's shaving daily, he should clean it daily. Yeah, but most of the time they're they're shaving on the trailer, so, you know, okay. they're getting okay. clean ones, yeah, every day. Okay. It's just cool. that, you know, what they were doing when they were at home before they came back to the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. And exfoliating, too, for uh, ingrown hairs helps. Um, yeah, there's yeah. There's a new one out there, the charcoal, in, um, their charcoal, um, let me see, I have it here. I'll give you the name. That's yeah, that's what, that's what I actually, I gave one of our guys the charcoal um, exfoliator the other day. I told him to use on, this is a different actor with ingrowns. Um, yeah, you know, the Polishing Charcoal and Black Sugar by Freeman. Hmm. 
Yeah, it's really good. It's um, kind of a gel formula. You put it on, and then you, it starts to heat up, and then you start buffing mm-hmm. the skin. And it's almost like microdermabrasion as well, so it literally brightens the skin. Oh, wow. Nice. It's Freeman um, Polishing Charcoal and Black Sugar Gel Mask Scrub. Mhm. Yeah, we need to need that. Amazing stuff. I've been using it for about two years now. Nice. And what about what do you what do you do for um, just the razor bumps and then the the discoloration that comes with it and. Yeah, I just try to use organic products. I, you know, definitely tin skin helps. You know, we use that on set a lot. But I try to Mm -hmm. clients or whoever's in my chair, I try to start, it's like, you know, try lemon oil. If there's discoloration, lemon oil will brighten up the skin, you know, really well. Um, Organic coconut oil will help with the ingrown hairs. Also help heal if they cut themselves or, you know, how they can cut the ingrown hair you know, the bomb yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, and bleeding, that'll help it heal really quickly, organic coconut oil. So that's kind of, I try to get them to use more organic products and not just a regular moisturizer or astringent. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that's one of the things we were going, we were leaning more towards this season's organic products, skincare products. Yeah. I, I, for me, I found that it helps, and a lot of my friends, too, their skin is so much better. So... Yeah. Nice. Well, I can't wait for your new book to come out in September, October. You're going to have to come Thank back you. and Thank talk you. about it. Um, I'm really excited. We'll, do a, mail, we'll do a mail grooming show. That'll be fine. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you tell our listening audience where they can um, find you on social media? Okay, perfect. Um, I'm on Instagram, so dtbeauty71 is my handle for Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, and pretty much anywhere else under D'Angelo Thompson. That's the apostrophe, A-N-G-E-L-O Thompson. Nice. And, guys, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. Last question before you go. We want to know what your definition of beauty is. My definition of beauty, wow. Um, (laughs) It's interesting. Um, One of the books I'm working on is about, um, I'm talking about the divine, you know, whatever you want to call it. I think beauty is when someone truly is centered in who they are. Does that make sense to Mm. you? You Truly centered in who they are. And I'm sure you've experienced this. I know I have. No matter how gorgeous a singer or actress is, you know, if they're not solid with who they are, they can be the ugliest person. And I've had beautiful women sit in my chair, but at a core, it's shaky, you know? (laughs) And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, wow. So really, like, being centered you really are is beautiful to me, and that's beauty to me. And then all else is enhanced. That's why I call it enhanced beauty. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. I love it. I love that definition. Very nice. Well, again, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you. And hopefully we'll run into each other again, guys. Absolutely. Yes. Let us know when you're ever in Atlanta. That's where we're... We do most of our work. <laughs> okay. Um, and if you're ever in L.A. or even New York, if I'm there, let me know, please. Absolutely. Oh, I sure will. I sure will. It's been fun, and we definitely want to get you back on down the road when you bring out your next book. Uh, we want to hear and let us know. Keep us in you know, tune with what you're doing, and we can make announcements on the show if you, if you know if you're Perfect. doing classes or anything like that. And I would have, be happy to sponsor something on your show, too. You know, um, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> so thank you so much, and have a blessed week. Thank you. Okay, you, you well. too. You do the same. Thank you so much. Take thank you, guys. Uh, for, uh, good night. Good night. Thank you, guys, for, 
for tuning in tonight. Um, we're thankful again for our guest, uh, D'Angelo Thompson, for joining us. Um, <clears throat> wonderful conversation. Make sure you go out and get his book, Enhanced Beauty for Teens. And again, he has um, a book called Enhanced Beauty as well that came out about two years um, ago. He has one coming up about male grooming coming up in September, October. So you don't, you know, you don't want to miss that. Look out for that. Um, and again, he just said he's doing two books a year, and I'm excited about it. Um, I think it's, um, you know, something fresh, something new. Um, you know, an author, a beauty author that we haven't heard from before. So it's, it's great to see. So let's uh, keep our eyes out on what D'Angelo Thompson is doing. Again, he is a Emmy-winning hairstylist, and he's an Emmy-nominated makeup artist. And you can uh, see some of his work on a lot of film and TV shows that's out today. So follow him, please. And um, go out and follow us. Then Denise will tell you guys how you can follow us. Yes, you can follow us on our social media on uh, Facebook, we're Beauty Talk Online Radio. Uh, on Twitter, we're Beauty underscore Talk. And on Instagram, we're Beauty underscore Talk underscore Media. And you can follow Janice and I both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram just by our names. I'm Denise Tunnell, that's D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. And you can follow Janice, she's J-A-N-I-C-E. T-U-N-N-E-L-L. Again, it's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All right. Thank you guys again for tuning in. And, um, oh, quickly, tell us um, who did we have listening last week? From where, where did they come from? Oh, yes, I wanted to uh, report that earlier. Well done. I got it right here. You know, we pick up new listeners um, all the time from different countries around the world. But, of course, just from some of our um, our live show last week and some of our playbacks uh, throughout the week, of course, most of our listeners came from the U.S., but following uh, right behind, we've really increased in our listenership in Australia. Um, United Kingdom, of course, is listening, the Bahamas and Canada. And, of course, there were other uh, countries um, around the world as well where more listeners were listening, but these were the top uh, the top five countries here. And just want to thank the Bahamas for hanging in there with us. And um, we've been seeing some increase in uh, listenership from the Bahamas in the past uh, month or so. So thank you all uh, for tuning in. All right. So big shout-out to the Bahamas, Australia, the U.K., and Canada. Thank you guys for um, tuning in. And, of, of course, course right here in the U.S., <laughs> Thank you so much to our listeners here in the U.S. All of you make it happen. Um, so thank you for your continued support. Um, and, again, I want to encourage each and every one of you to submit your definitions of beauty to us uh, via email with a picture. You're going to soon see uh, your responses um, on our social media page. Um, if anyone would like to send an audio version of what their definition of beauty is, Please, please, please send us send it to us at beautygirlsmedia at gmail dot com and girls has an S on the end. Beautygirlsmedia at gmail dot com. Uh, make sure it's in an MP3 format. It's ninety seconds or less, and we'll make sure we get it on the air for you guys. Okay. We would definitely appreciate you guys doing that. Um, definitely send in your emails where you just write out your definitions, and we'll get that on our IG page coming up soon. We're going to be rolling that out, so uh, please stay tuned. And we're going to be, um, you know, putting more information out there on Instagram about it as well. We thank you guys. Um, you all are the reason that we've been doing this for 10 years, so Continue to tune in, and we'll continue to come back every Sunday night with more inspiration, um, education, you know, and um, many great, you know, great artists. So make sure you tune in. Have a wonderful, wonderful night, and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night. 
how would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818-691-1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today.